Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape, then we're the pod. Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. And I'm your host, Josh, and uh, as we take the escape pod through space here, I uh, wanted to take a chance to uh, chat about all the latest Star Wars news that's been floating around the, the Holonet, and uh, one of those subjects being the Galactic Star Cruiser experience coming to Walt Disney World, uh, some things about Kylo Ren and Ben Solo recently revealed in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book series, and of course the new Clone Wars trailer that just dropped for the, the returning series uh, which is happening on Disney Plus uh, right around the corner from now. So uh, let's get into that. Another happy landing. All right, so soon you'll have the chance to reserve a spot on a ultra-immersive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser in uh, Walt Disney Resort, Florida. Um, that uh, is a new experience coming uh, to Disney World some point in the future, and I, I'm blanking on the date, uh, but that is kind of the next phase of developing Galaxy's Edge um, and the whole Star Wars kind of theme park resort experience. Uh, which, uh, you know, Disney, of course, has been cranking hard at over the last couple of years with developing Galaxy's Edge. And um, that uh, that news kind of dropped uh, on a video just the other day or something. I'm, I'm losing track of time now. But uh, we're going to take a look at this at this kind of behind the scenes video of of what uh, Galactic Star Cruiser is going to be about. Uh, if you Google search Disney Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel or whatever, uh, you'll get a, a nice illustration of what uh, it might look like if you arrive at the Disney Galactic Star Cruiser. Basically looks like a really fancy spaceport kind of uh, uh, drop-off area, similar to how you would be dropped off by a taxi at the airport where it's got the overhang and everything like that, uh, except a lot more slick, a lot more fancy, a lot more Star Wars surrounded by trees. Kind of looks like reminiscent of, of uh, the Endor... Uh, shield kind of uh, base of operations there, the bunker. Uh, so it kind of has that vibe, that same sort of architectural design to it, which is super cool. So let's uh, let's take a look at the video and um, and uh, see what they have to say about it. Galactic Star Cruiser is a completely new type of experience. For the first time, we're going to invite guests to become the hero of their own Star Wars adventure, and you can do it in whatever way you like. They will live aboard a starship for two days and two nights. When guests arrive at Walt Disney World, they will go to this terminal, think of it as a small private cruise terminal, if you will, 
and you and your family will then be ushered into a launch pod. And this is a small capsule where you will then simulate the experience of blasting off into space. There will be a window overhead until you eventually see our ship, the Halcyon, in the distance. When the doors of the launch pod open and you emerge into the atrium, everything in the spaceship wants to reinforce that feeling of you're on a star cruiser in a galaxy far, far away. The cabins are unlike any place you will have stayed before. These are cabins of a star cruiser. Cabins can sleep up to five though, so you've got the bunk beds that look not unlike what we've seen Chewie sleep in in the movies. We've got that exclusive window that shows a view out into space. Guests will be invited to participate in a variety of activities. For the first time, both adults and kids alike will get to wield a lightsaber and face off against a training remote. Every guest will be invited to take a tour of the bridge of the ship. So this is where the navigation systems are. This is where the defense systems are. So that training that you do as part of your bridge tour ultimately pays off as part of this much bigger galactic Star Wars story that you're a part of. Guests will get to go on a planet excursion to the planet of Batuu to visit Black Spire Outpost, Galaxy's Edge. Guests will take an exclusive transport and they'll emerge straight out into the land. If you're a guest coming to Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, you're going to be a part of a story and live out your own Star Wars experience. All right, wow, that is that is a lot to unpack there. Um, so let's start off with the the, the kind of arrival uh, experience. So you get to this terminal that I was talking about you know, it has the big banner, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser on it. And, uh, you know, you, you get helped out with your baggage uh, with by uh, Disney employees. Um, and uh, they take you inside, which looks like a, you know, like a launch bay of some kind. Uh, I would imagine it to be very similar to uh, what kind of the opening of Star Tours looks like. Uh, that's kind of just my own thoughts of, of what it could be um, experience wise. And, uh, you know, somebody helps you out with the, 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 the baggage and, and kind of like bringing you in and then taking you to, uh, what is basically just like an escape pod. Um, so, uh, what did she call it now? Um, uh, like a shuttle or something like that, but you know, it's definitely more of an escape pod, like what we're in right now. And, uh, it's, it's very like tube, like a cylindrical, um, and, uh, your bags are, I guess are either with you or, or. Um, packed away in the ship and you kind of stand there there's um, some open windows uh, above where you can see the stars and uh, it it very much kind of simulates in a way that star tours would uh, like the, or the millennium falcon ride if you've been on that uh, personally i've never been to galaxy's edge but i've done extensive kind of you know uh, research into the videos and uh, there's enough stuff out there online. I mean, you know, I've, I've almost experienced it from like the screen of my computer. So, um, you know, having, having been to the Harry Potter, uh, lands multiple times at this point. Um, and, uh, you know, I know it's probably, uh, beyond the realm of interest of some of you listeners out there, uh, unless you do love Harry Potter, then, uh, you know, that's awesome. But, um, yeah, I love Harry Potter and, uh, the, the parks are amazing. Like it's just so kind of, uh, so perfectly well done in terms of, uh, immersion and, and, and such, but, uh, Galaxy's Edge has kind of tried to replicate that, uh, a lot. Um, and because it's Star Wars and there's a very kind of, 
consistent canonicity of like timeline and, and where things take place and 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 all that stuff um the whole park is kind of designed around the sequel trilogy and like the the first order and the resistance and and all that stuff so um <clears throat> so you get into this shuttle and the the simulation similar to star tours or this millennium falcon ride will, will kind of like make you feel like you're flying through space i guess out of this like spaceport ish area and it'll take you to um, that the Halcyon, which on, on the monitors and through the windows, you'll be able to see the ship called, uh, called the Halcyon, uh, which, uh, your escape pod, I guess, docks at, or your shuttle docks at, and, um, you, the doors open and there you're all of a sudden in the, the hotel, like the galactic star cruiser. Now this is kind of a, it, it, it I, I picture it kind of similar to the Hogwarts express, if you've ever been to Universal Studios in Florida, there is uh, two parks uh, and uh, each park has part of the Harry Potter world. So now the reason why I keep bringing up Harry Potter is because this is very much drawing upon that kind of style of of immersion. So if you go to the one park, you can go to you, you see kind of like London, like a street of London, and you can go through, um, you know, the the wall at the back of the the. Oh my goodness. Harry Potter fans don't kill me. Um, I forget the name of the place, but uh, is it the Leaky Cauldron? I think it's the Leaky Cauldron. Uh, so you go through the, the wall um, uh, into uh, Diagon Alley and, um, and you see basically Diagon Alley and, and uh, Ollivander's wand shop and, and this and that. And then you see Gringotts Bank and uh, that's a big, huge ride in itself. But the whole thing is very immersive. Like you go through London and and the, the hidden wall and you're in that world, right? Uh, you can also go to King's Cross Station at the on the London strip of the side of the world and go to the Hogwarts Express and catch, you can go through the the hidden kind of like the the invisible pillar or well, the, the, uh, the the hidden pathway, I guess, through the, the brick pillar into the, the platform. And uh, it, it, it kind of has this magical effect where people can see you kind of through a reflection mirror and, and it makes it look like you're actually walking through the, the wall, which is insanely cool. Um, and, uh, you know, and you get there and the Hogwarts Express has like all the steam and everything coming out. You know, it's 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 super kind of like showcasing like those moments that those key moments that you get in the films when like Harry sees the Hogwarts Express for the first time and the music is going and and it kind of like uh, swells up and and it, it's so cool. Uh, and uh, and that train is a working train. So you get on the train and you get into a room, you're kind of locked in the room, kind of like a roller coaster. And through the window, you see um, if you've ever been on like uh, flying over California or whatever uh, or soaring over California, I think it is. Um, you'll kind of get the idea, but it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of simulating, uh, you in the train traveling to Hogwarts. Now, of course the ride is way shorter than if you were to actually take a train from King's Cross station to Hogwarts. But, um, you see kind of like parts of like, you feel the train pulling off and then you see parts of London and you see parts of the countryside, the English countryside, you see parts of, uh, of, um, you know the tour the, the the journey that goes to the castle basically and uh, and then when you finally pull up in hogsmeade uh you see of course the surroundings of 
Hogsmeade. And when you get off the train, you're actually in the other park. So to, to use this train, you actually need to have the park hopper pass to actually get to the other park via the Hogwarts Express. Now, it's actually an awesome shortcut because both Harry Potter parks are at the back of each respective park that they're in, kind of like Disneyland and California land, you know, to walk from the very end of California Adventureland where you got the big, huge uh, Ferris wheel all the way to the end of Disneyland where you have, um, oh my goodness, what's at the back of Disneyland? Um, yeah, whatever's at the back of Disneyland there. Um, I think it's the, um, oh my goodness, this is going to bother me. Let me look this up. Disneyland map. Okay. Um, okay. So you get to the back of Disneyland and it's the uh, Toontown, of course, Toontown. So um, yeah, so so walking from the Ferris wheel to, uh, to Toontown is like a, it's a, it's a lengthy walk. Um, so you know, at Universal Studios, uh, at Universal Studios Florida is actually quite a bit bigger than than Disneyland in California. Um, so if you were to go from, you know, the Harry Potter world at the back of one park all the way down to the middle where they kind of meet up and then up again to the next park because they're, they're you know, completely separate and then the jointed area is not in the middle. It's at the, the beginning of, of both parks, right? It would take you a while to kind of go around, right? So uh, they've just kind of, bridge them together by using this Hogwarts Express. And it's so cool because it gets you from one park and one area in that world to another area in that world while keeping the illusion um, completely seamless. Uh, so you don't need to be walking through uh, Simpsons land and and uh, whatever else to, or Dr. Seuss world to or Marvel land or whatever to get to uh, the other the other version, the other Harry Potter park. So if you want to completely immerse yourself in Harry Potter that entire time, you can totally do that. Um, and if you're going to Disney World to immerse yourself in Star Wars, you will be able to do that. That is the whole idea around this Galactic Star Cruiser experience. So uh, once you're aboard the Galactic Star Cruiser, um, which this shuttle is acting like a transport between one you know, area and another. And, and, you know, chances are on the outside, it's probably nothing more than like a, an actual like train or a roller coaster kind of thing that goes through a tunnel or, or whatever. But I can imagine it actually being, um, I, you know, not too far of a distance away from the actual, um, what will be the galactic star cruiser, um, which you will never see the outside of. You're always, always going to see the inside of it. The outside will always be allusion to through the screens and the viewports of this shuttle, which is taking you there. So from the outside, you think it's this giant ship. But once you're there and you're inside, you're only ever going to see the inside. Every single window in this place is going to be very similar to the shuttle where you're looking out into space and you're looking out into the stars and you never once will see a, a single bit of real sunlight as long as you're in this experience. Um, and uh, it, it's awesome. Like that's, that's like crazy cool. Uh, so, uh, you know, you'll get inside the doors to your shuttle will open. There's going to be stormtroopers walking around. There's going to be uh, droids and, and uh, characters. I see a, a picture of Chewbacca, like carrying some crates across the, the, the room as well. So, you know, you're going to have the haggling of the stormtroopers. I don't know what they're going to be doing aboard the ship there, the stormtroopers. But, you know, I can imagine they have like a schedule where every day or uh, at, throughout the week, they have kind of like imperial transports arriving at the ship. 
and uh, you know, questioning people and stuff like that. And they're going to turn it into a whole game where it's like you have to kind of hide maybe or something. Um, I don't really know. But uh, the entire idea of being on this galactic star cruiser is not just to have a hotel, which is Star Warsy. You know, like it's an experience. Like you, you know, from the moment that you get dropped off at this place, um, you are part of that world now. Like you are a Star Wars character in your own respect, um, going to this ship, the Halcyon, um, and you are living out kind of a, a, a one or two day lifestyle on this Star Wars in the Star Wars world, right? So, um, so the, the 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 rooms feel very similar in size to uh, maybe Attack of the Clones, kind of Jango Fett, Boba Fett's cabin area on Camino. Um, I see a, a few bunk beds, which look like the the beds that they had in the Millennium Falcon, um, kind of like cabin crew beds sort of thing. So it's very very you know cabin crew. Not to say that the beds won't be comfortable. I'm sure you know they'll they'll have the most comfortable beds possible. In fact, I see a little private bathroom there uh, down the hallway and all the doors mind you will be super Star Warsy. they'll be able to slide and and make the noise probably even and do the little hiss and you know like all that that'd be awesome all the lighting is like uh, that flat lighting interior interior uh, built in kind of to the wall um, the aesthetics are so cool if you have a chance to look at this video on YouTube it's it's they've got some crazy cool concept artwork Um and, uh, you know, there's, there's, a um, what is this area here? Oh yeah. You'll, so you, if you look at any of the windows, you'll be able to see uh, kind of planets as you, I guess the Halcyon, I guess is like a star cruise, almost like a, almost like a luxury experience sort of thing where, where people can kind of see the galaxy. Um, so, uh, as we've seen, you know, from Canto Bite, you know, people, enjoy life it's not always about war and everything you know we, we saw yachts and and all that stuff and people kind of uh pleasuring themselves uh by using their money and having a good time on this kind of uh uh poker uh you know gambling planet so you know people in star wars you know have it's not always about the fighting and and all that it's not always about jedi and whatever it's 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 sometimes it's about normal people as well and this experience is supposed to replicate like you literally going to the star wars galaxy and and living life on this star cruiser and then uh once in a while uh interacting with uh you know first order intrusions and and possibly um you know taking part in resistance activities or or whatever um uh, as if you ever watched uh, star wars resistance uh, a lot of the people on on that show a lot of the um passengers aboard the uh, colossus are uh, kind of sucked into the resistance's um, uh, uh, kind of their ac actions, their activities, I guess, by the end of the second season, because, uh, you know, they they end up they end up making that choice. But a lot of them are just aboard the ship as the ship kind of gets involved with uh, with the resistance uh, when they encounter First Order um, things going on and that's, you know, they're haggling, uh, natives on a planet and whatever. So, uh, I can imagine maybe, uh, the resistance getting involved as well, where you kind of have to complete a mission as a ship or something like that, or maybe as a, as a cabin crew, uh, maybe your family or something like that has to do a particular thing on the ship or whatever. You have a task for the day, which, 
um, it might be a fun activity to do. So um, there's also a lightsaber simulator thing aboard this ship, which is kind of crazy. I have no idea how they're going to do this, uh, but the concept artwork clearly shows a kid with a lightsaber, like a real working lightsaber, and uh, these uh, bots in the wall shooting lasers at them. So yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to work, but uh, I'm very curious to know how it's going to. Um, there's uh, a bunch of people crowded around a table with, uh, some, uh, crew workers on the ship, like a, like a hollow table ish kind of thing, uh, very similar to what we see in, um, technology throughout the original trilogy and the sequels where it's like a, a laser display on a, on a table, like a glassy tabletop, um, and even has some hologram looking things floating above it. Um, and, and it looks like it might be kind of like a, like a game or something like that possibly. Um, but, uh, it's supposed to kind of, uh, drive immersion of helping out aboard the bridge of the ship because you can actually visit the bridge of the ship and see out the massive viewports. Um, and maybe the, I don't know, maybe the captain's going to give you a job to do. Uh, you'll maybe have to shoot down TIE fighters or, um, do some astrogation stuff, um, you know, this is like a physical experience of what you could consider being a role play game. If you've ever played a, a role playing game before, um, this is basically just the same idea, except like living it out every day for however long you're staying at this at this place. I imagine it's not cheap. I imagine it's not cheap. Um, along with all of this stuff, of course, there's you know, it wouldn't be Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser if you couldn't take an excursion to Batuu. Uh, so a naturally the same way that you kind of arrived at the ship in the first place from the from the terminal, a very similar setup will happen where uh, it'll simulate you in a shuttle going to Batu. Um, and I imagine you'll be able to go whenever you want um, to take a shuttle there, but uh, I can imagine you getting into the shuttle and because it's probably a bit more lengthy uh, away from, the park of Batu. Uh, I imagine that the 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 ride that'll kind of take you there might be a bit more interesting. So they might actually have to strap you in similar to Star Tours, and it will simulate you probably going into hyperspace and coming out above the the planet's uh, orbit, and maybe even like have a mini Star Tours experience along the way where you're getting chased down by ties or something like that, right? And then um, eventually you'll be docking at uh, a terminal in Batu. Um, and, uh, seamlessly as the doors open to your ship, you'll be able to walk out and, uh, into kind of the Batu marketplace and such. Um, so I imagine they'll be building onto Batu. uh, if they have not built it already, um, I have not looked into this, but they have, they might have built kind of an area already that kind of has a reserved area where this shuttle will be docking in the park, uh, for you to kind of exit, uh, and uh, seamlessly experience walking off the shuttle uh, into the Batu kind of uh, Disney Park area. So that is insanely cool. Um, I guess I, I don't know where this Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel and terminal is going to be. I like I know Disney World owns a ton of land and all that stuff, but uh, you know I imagine it'll be a little bit further from, like not 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 crazy far, but close enough that um that you know if it was a regular hotel chances are they'd have a shuttle going to the front doors of the park uh whereas if you're staying in this galactic star cruiser hotel experience uh you know you basically have your own vip shuttle ready to go 
whenever you want, basically, that'll take you to Batu uh, to spend your day at Star Wars Land. So if you want a fully kind of Star Wars style vacation trip in universe, um, in uh, kind of a full immersed experience, this kind of takes it one step above what Harry Potter world, the Wizarding World has been doing this whole time. Because so far, you can't really get a Harry Potter in-universe experience by staying at like a Hogwarts castle or something like that um uh or um maybe the leaky cauldron that would be amazing if you could uh but uh so far that has not been uh, developed or it's not in the plans i guess uh this kind of takes that one notch higher of of saying like hey yeah we built this entire immersed star wars world in both Star Wars parks. However, in the in the Florida park, we're going to be doing something special where it's not just bigger. Batu is not just bigger here, but you can stay at our at our starship Halcyon and and have an immersive experience just, you know, when you're not even in the park. Uh it's so weird because like a lot of people they go they go to the Star Wars or sorry, they they go to Disney World to have a Disney Disney World experience, of course. Um but I mean, who who goes to Disney World and stays at the hotel all day, right? Like, I mean, nobody. Uh, this I can see this being something to drive people to go uh, for that Star Wars experience. A lot of people already have have been go- have been going just to see the Star Wars park, uh, but uh, you know, and then their entire vacation because they've been to Disney World or Disneyland so many times, their entire uh, like vacation time has been spent in Galaxy's Edge, just, you know, redoing the Millennium Falcon ride over and over again, or just endlessly exploring the shops day after day and maybe buying more stuff or whatever. Um, This kind of is a way to maximize that experience. So if you're going just for Star Wars, this kind of is that extra sort of like tip of the hat going like, hey, we know you're coming for Star Wars. Let's give you something extra. Let's give you some more space to explore, some more, uh, some more things to do on the side, uh, you know, just uh, not to just burn the time, but to have a whole second experience of Star Wars inside uh, the Disney park. Um, so again, this is called Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, um, and uh, it is a two night adventure. So I guess guests will be will be kind of it's a flat rate. I would imagine this is all just my assumptions. Uh, I would imagine it's a flat rate for a family of of you know sorry, like two, maybe three, four, whatever. It might be per guest and per age or whatever. Um, but it's a two night adventure. So it's, it's kind of specifically designed to be two days long of a, an experience and, um, and it'll be kind of facilitating you, uh, in that time, uh, as you have access to all these things, uh, all these things, Star Wars. So now I know, but two is not incredibly large, uh, two days in Star Wars, like in, in the galaxy's edge alone, uh, is probably enough time to see it all and do it all. But, um, you know, this kind of gives you just that extra little bit. Um, so yeah, two night adventure at Walt Disney world, uh, resort in Florida. And, um, that is star Wars galactic star cruiser. I'm a huge Florida fan. Uh, I'm sorry to all you guys in California, but, uh, I've been to Disneyland four times, maybe, maybe, uh, I think I think it's about four times now at this point, uh, and I've been to Disney World uh, twice, and um, honestly, it's it's oh sorry no I've been to Disney World once um, I've been to Florida twice, um, and it's uh, 
just an incredible experience. I, I think I think like once you try Disney World, there's just no going back to Disneyland without kind of, um, you know, it, it, your expectations are just way higher at that point. And, and Disneyland, I don't want to say it's a letdown, but people who love Disneyland over Disney World, normally it's about the nostalgia. So if you're a huge nostalgia on, on Disneyland, um, totally get it. Uh, but yeah, for me, I like, I'm a ride junkie and uh, like, I love the big things and, and like this experience, uh, will not be coming to California. Uh, the land is just not there and uh, the space is not available. Uh, so this is, you know, exclusive again to, uh, Florida, similar to how the wizarding world, uh, you only get the Diagon Alley London experience in that land in Florida. Um, in California, they just have the Hogsmeade and the the castle. So uh, because of the vast space that they own over there, uh, this is going to be exclusive to that park. So if you're a huge Florida fan, you're flying over that way. Uh, when this opens up, it's completely worth checking out. And, uh, you know, it's something that I think I'm going to be planning on um, doing eventually. Um, it says online here. Now, this is just a rumor. Uh, but, uh, while it hasn't opened yet, the resort experience is rumored to cost upward of $3,000 per person for two days, which is insane. Uh, it includes the port visit to galaxy's edge, um, which will deliver you to Batu, and, uh, naturally, I mean, $3,000. Oh my goodness. That is, that is crazy. Uh, so if you have a family of like four, this is probably for a lot of people not in the cards, but, uh, you know, it is hopefully an experience that is like unreplicatable, um, by any other means. Um, because let's be honest, this is a hundred percent Star Wars immersion for the first time in history. Um, staying at a Star Wars hotel, which is basically a ship, and then being taken to the Star Wars land and, you know, Galaxy's Edge and all that. Uh, so that's that's insane. Um, but uh, yeah, $3,000 is a lot. Again, that's a rumor. So, you know, not to uh, not to kind of like break the news or anything like that. Um, all this is coming off of uh, space.com uh, website information that uh, they published nine hours ago as of this recording. And, um, even though this video dropped a little while back, um, I just want to thank them for the, for the rumors and for the, uh, the facts that they kind of summarized off the video. Um, so yeah, be sure to check out the video. It's on YouTube on the Disney resort channel or the Disneyland channel or Disney something or another. Um, and, uh, you know, be sure to check out that and the artwork that they've released. So, um, yeah, without further ado, let's, uh, let's chat some Clone Wars and check out this new trailer. We have more than a dozen active battlefronts, and we are losing nearly every one. Let's take a small squad behind enemy lines. If we're going to find intel, it'll be there. What squad are we taking in? Clone Force 99. They call themselves the Bad Batch. These guys are clones? The cavalry has arrived! The defective clones with desirable mutations. Let's get to work. Remember, this is a stealth mission. So much for stealth. I don't like the look of this. This is a trap. They don't stand a chance. We're going down! 
Let's finish what we started. All right, so Clone Wars around the corner, uh, coming back for the final season. Um, and uh, the first episode is airing in uh, a couple days on February 21st. Uh, the last episode uh, will, I guess, air 12 weeks later, um, assuming to be May 8th, if the schedule doesn't change. Uh, that's also assuming that it continues to be a weekly release uh, constantly through that through that period. But um, this is going to be a 12 episode count season, uh, similar to the count of uh, season six, I guess. Um, and uh, season six also had, uh, sorry, 13 episodes in season six. But uh, again, that was also a, an impartial kind of uncompleted season. Uh, if you didn't listen to the Clone Wars uh, looking back and looking forward episode, um, I think it's the last one that uh, that was released. I'm not entirely sure about that. But if you have not kind of checked that out, and listen to it in its full, I recommend you doing so. Um, we get into all the uncompleted arcs of uh, the Clone Wars, um, all the uh, the unfinished kind of threads, um, you know, all the kind of previous ideas that are now going to be changed to accommodate this new final season. And um, of course, talking about uh, all the episode arcs that were developed into reading material and and such that is available right now which still count as episodes to the show so even though you can't watch them you can still actually get your hands on them literally and and uh digest the content so um that's kind of cool it's it's very similar to how Clo uh if you've ever watched smallville it's one of my favorite shows of all time if, if you're not following our twitter feed you probably don't know this. If you are following our Twitter feed, then you may have seen me post, uh, you know, one or one or two times about Smallville. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's honestly one of my favorite shows. And um, what that show did when it ended after the tenth season is they took advantage of the fact that the show's kind of philosophy was was never to show Clark Kent in the Superman costume and never to have him flying in and whatever. Um, which Tom Welling himself never did. It was a CG double um, when he did end up flying in the suit and all that. Uh, and, and when you do see him up close, it's either just a blue shirt or, um, you know, the, the the shirt with the Superman logo, but no red cape. Um, so, you know, disappointing a lot of fans, even though we were told that it would never happen, uh, a lot of fans still wanted it to happen and it just never happened. So um, DC Comics po uh, published a season 11, an official season 11 uh, of Smallville, which was available for a little while. I nabbed up all the paperback copies that I could find. Um, and I think there's nine volumes or something or eight volumes. Um, one of the two. Anyway, um, it's, it's kind of like a continuation of the story that they never, not that they didn't finish the show, like the show finished on a, on a finale note, um, without ever getting canceled. Um, but, uh, you know, fans wanted more. So they're like, Hey, let's, let's make some more more stories uh in form of comic book so that's kind of what happened with clone wars when it was canceled uh similar to how firefly also you know was canceled and then now we've got a slew of comic books that have been kind of coming out over the years as they've gone by but uh continuing the stories and all that um clone wars kind of adapted into a book and then uh a comic book and all these are canon as well um and then we had a, a 
a book that was published um, called Ahsoka, and it was kind of post-Clone Wars, but following her story, uh, utilizing elements of what would have been the season finale at the time, which is now getting finally animated and finished in the final season today. Um, there is one little thing in the book that will contradict the new series or the new season, the final season. Um, and it's the fact that the book clearly references her final duel with Darth Maul on Mandalore uh, as having her with green lightsabers. Now, this might be kind of all in her head. She might think of her lightsabers. The hilt is the same, but she might think of them as green still just because she's always ever known them as green lightsabers. But Anakin has kind of gifted them to her uh, with a little modification and she, he's made them uh, blue. So not too sure why they changed that, um, but whatever. Um, you know, minor minor hiccup in the, in the continuity of things, but uh, nothing, nothing absolutely crazy. Excuse me for a second. Bit of a cough there. Um, but... Yeah, so uh, if, if you've not checked out that episode, uh, go back and, and listen to that. Uh, but, uh, you know, in regards to the final season, uh, this new trailer is specifically focused around the Bad Batch arc. The Bad Batch arc is an arc that not a lot of people were uh, uh, happy that this didn't get made because uh, it looked so cool. Uh, basically, a bunch of mutant clones, um, uh, almost like accidents, kind of thing, each of them with desirable traits, mu uh, mutations, I should call them. Um, and uh, they they kind of form this squad uh, called Clone Force 99. Clone Force 99, of course, being named after uh, Clone Trooper or Clone 99, uh, who we've known from uh, the earliest episodes of the show, uh, who was uh, 99 was a janitor who worked on Camino, who was uh, shot in the Camino uh, invasion by the separatists. And um, uh, there was a, he was holding a heavy's metal heavy developed a kind of a special relationship with uh, clone 99, gave him his, his award um, and uh, said he'd be back for that. And, and then of course he died on the Rishi outpost in the episode called, um, rookies and uh later on when fives and echo run into clone 99 um on camino again uh he has a sad recall uh moment with uh having known heavy as a friend and everything and uh then echo and fives kind of realizes that uh he gave them uh, him his his medal so uh yeah of course a very sad moment when this um clone 99 character died um you know with in heart uh being like the rest of them even though he was um uh, you know a defect and and a uh, uh kind of warped and you know a, a clone that the camino ones would have kind of gotten rid of um probably killed off at a young age i don't know why they they didn't honestly they're kind of the kind of species that would um but i guess they figured hey we need a janitor let's just keep him and have him mop the floors so, uh, but in heart, he had the same heart that all the other soldiers had. He had a heart for, um, you know, uh, 
being with his brothers and dying in battle and stuff. And uh, when he does die, uh, when he tries to retrieve some equipment and everything, I guess his name kind of lived on amongst the clones as a as a bit of a legend or something, um, you know, or a, a memory. And so Clone Force 99, um, I guess, was named after 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 him and unofficially also known as the Bad Batch. Bad Batch referring to Batch of Clones or Bad, you know, Bad is in, uh, you know, defects, basically. Uh, the members are Crosshair, Tech, Wrecker, um, and Hunter. Um, now, Hunter is uh, their leader, and um, he um, wears a bandana around his head, a uh, bit of a, a, a bit of a bit of a Rambo looking guy, I guess. And um I'm forgetting what his his uh his mutation was. Um I think he he had something to do with being like he was very like ninja kind of ish. I think he had enhanced senses or something like that. Um yeah, he um he 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 was basically like hyper aware of things and uh um highly sensitive to um um I guess electromagnetic um emissions or, or something like that. It, it was kind of a weird, um, uh, trait, but yeah, basically like six, seventh, eighth senses, basically kind of thing. Uh, so he had that going on. Um, crosshair was, um, uh, he, he got his nickname for his, he's the sniper of the group. Um, and he's kind of, his mutation is kind of like, in, I guess it's insanely good, um, aim <laughs> uh i don't really know it, it was it, it's just he's just uh um uh, you know crazy good at at sniping i guess and and uh you know yeah that's that's kind of his deal uh tech uh the next number uh naturally he's uh their their tech guy their engineer um and uh, his uh, kind of abilities include anything, any skills to do with technology and science and um, decryption and language translation and, and this and that, all that sort of stuff. Um, he's also, he also looks a little different. Um, he's a little like younger and, and uh, a little thinner. Um, and I think he talks a little differently too. Of course, you can watch these uncompleted, uh, story, uh, proxy episodes is what they call them. Proxy animation episodes. Uh, you can watch those on the, I think it's the lost missions, Blu-ray, or, uh, you can find them online on YouTube as well. I think, uh, anyway, the, the last, the last, uh, member, his name's Wrecker and he's kind of like the, the Hulk of their, uh, of their fighting force. Um, and his mutation is basically insane strength, I guess. And, um, that's pretty much his thing. Um, so, you know, all, all traits and abilities that you could consider like, uh, you know, cool, like almost like superpowers sort of thing to, a, um, yeah, it's strange. It's strange. Um, and, uh, it's really cool that the Republic made like an actual, uh, squad out of it. Yeah. What I would really like to see is a Republic commando, um, squad take on the bad batch and see who actually wins. That would, that's just in my head. I'm like, that would be super cool to see. But anyway, um, so this squad kind of pairs up with, uh, commander Cody and captain Rex and, uh, they take on this, uh, 
um, this mission uh, throughout the Bad Batch arc. And um, we'll see the results of that uh, in the completed episodes of uh, the final season, which is super cool. Uh, something that we've been wanting to see for a long time. So uh, <clears throat> finally, um, just want to talk about uh, Kylo Ren, the rise of Kylo Ren comics uh, really quickly. Um, they have been releasing a little bit more about Ben Solo's past. Now the series is, it's a mini series that's almost over. There's two issues left to go. Uh, Charles Soule is involved with this. And as you know, Charles Soule is one of the guys that has been pumping out insanely cool Star Wars stories throughout the comics for a while now. Um, if you're not completely familiar with, uh, his work, um, uh, let me just kind of, uh, summarize a few things that he's done for you at Marvel. So uh, he is involved with the brand new uh, refreshed Star Wars series that takes place between episode five and six. Um, he uh, is also part of the Empire Ascendant uh, miniseries, I guess. Um, and uh, he's done a few other things. Um, let me see here. Uh, he's got some stuff. Uh, Return of Wolverine. If, if you're into a lot of the Marvel comics, he's done he's done a lot of a lot of stuff for them. Um, but, uh, he did, uh, the early, the, 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 the Darth Vader series that takes place after, um, episode three. Uh, so he, he was a huge part in that. And, um, I think he was also involved with the series that took place after episode four as well, uh, which was four volumes. Uh, so, you know, there you go. Uh, so he, heavily involved with the Darth Vader stuff. Uh, both, all of which have been super cool um, to to read. Uh, yes, he was involved with those ones. So uh, the Poe Dameron comics, I think that he was involved with um, those. Uh, some Daredevil comics. You know, he, he's a big big name at at Marvel, and they got him on this miniseries um, uh, to uh, construct Ben Solo's kind of uh, fateful. Um, shift in in allegiance and um a few things actually came up which um have a lot to do with the last jedi and all the flashbacks that we saw to his kind of uh experience with luke in the in the hut and um or ben solo's duel with luke skywalker and and the destruction of the the temple and and all that all that stuff so it's it's a uh, it's been interesting to kind of see the highlights kind of pop online as they've been coming on. I'm actually not keeping up with this until the volume comes out because I always wait for the paperback volumes. Um, it's just a I just like the way that they look on my shelf rather than having boxes of comics. Um, but um, but you know going over the different kind of things, um, I don't want to spoil it. And I know the show is not the the sorry the series isn't over yet. But uh, from what I've seen, just kind of in a non-spoiler sense, um, is that things don't appear to be what they appear to be in the films. Um, so like the way that, you know, everything is in the, in the films um, uh, is, is kind of like what we thought might have happened uh, in, in a very similar way to how Last Jedi kind of shifted our uh, expectations and, or I guess flushed our expectations in a different direction. 
um, and said, hey, this is actually what's going on. Uh, th- these comics kind of do that a little bit. It, it's kind of bringing a new light to who we know as Ben Solo and who we all know at this point to be um, very kind of shaken in what he's been doing this entire time. It only takes Ray stabbing him in the gut and uh, the memory of his dad to come back to him and I guess his mom partially dying until she fully kind of goes into the force when he dies. Um, it, it only takes like those three things all at once to kind of break him um, and kind of snap him out of his dark side uh, allegiance. Uh, I guess only is a bit of a light word. It, it, it takes those three things to do that. Uh, but he's not gone. You know, he's not, he's not a lost cause. Um, and he's not, you know, lost forever kind of thing, uh, which I like, I like the idea that he was redeemed. Uh, like I, I really, I, I love, that's one of my favorite parts out of the most recent film is that he, he was brought back in a way. Um, I, I don't like that he died, but, um, that's, I think, cause he's the only character that I really, um, actually started to enjoy, uh, the moments of throughout the sequel trilogy quite a bit, um, by the time it wrapped up. So, uh, not to say all the color, the other characters, I dislike them or anything like that. It's not the case. Um, uh, I just, that was kind of the one that stuck out to me as, uh, a favorite of like the newer, the newer cast. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, so yeah, just, just come around, just figure out to cover that real quick. Um, that series is called, uh, the rise of Kylo Ren Star Wars comic series three out of five. I believe it's five or will be. And uh, you can pick those up at the comic store near you right now uh, or online or on digital or whatever. So anyhow, um, that is all I got for today. Uh, So, uh, yeah, let's get into the outro, shall we? All right. So if you have not been following our Twitter feed, follow our Twitter feed. It's SW Escape Podcast. Shoot us some feedback, uh, subjects that you want us to chat about in these coming months, which will not have a lot of Star Wars to chat about. Um, I've got some subjects in mind. uh, And uh, if there's any additional that uh, you have suggestions for, let us know. Um, Trying to get uh, some more guests on the show. Uh, in the progress of, of doing that and of course we'll be continuing with our series with Diego uh, on Clone Wars however it will overlap with the new episodes coming out on a weekly basis which uh, I'll be trying to arrange round tables for that uh, so a bit of an overlap there but the Diego Clone Wars watching uh, chronologically series will, will uh, of course be continuing um, despite the slight break, uh, you know, we plan to, uh, go forward, uh, with all those plans, um, into the, into the year and, uh, you know, shoot us an email, shoot us a voice memo with maybe a question or, or something, uh, at the escape pod at outlook.com. And, uh, we'll be, uh, happy to play that and address it on the show. Um, but it's great to see the, the lister base, uh, grow. And I, I just appreciate all of you guys sticking around to listen um, episode after episode. So uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, once again, I'm your host, uh, Josh, and uh, you're listening to uh, Star Wars Escape Pod. May the force be with you. Yeah.